thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. From the top of my to head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Well, we're so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. We have been having a wonderful time over the last several weeks. We've been teaching on something that God dealt with me about starting this with, and he started dealing with me about teaching on the mind. And I am so, so glad because we need to be reminded and refreshed in these truths because how many of you know your mind has something to do with the direction of your life? <laughs> and so uh, we're so grateful that God's Word helps us in every arena of life. It gives us our answers for every arena, including the thought life. Yes. Our lives are a picture of our thought lives. Yes. We can look at our life and know what's going on in our thought life. Yes. And so if we need to improve, if something of our life needs to improve, then something of our thought life needs to improve. And thank God we have the means whereby we can take the thoughts of God, not just have an improved life, but have a transformed life. Yes. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. And so the, as we renew our minds, it's not just a better life. It is a transformed life. Amen. We've been taking as our golden text, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, the King James says, For God's not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. And I so appreciate the wording that we see in the Amplified Classic translation of what it says about a sound mind. It says that it's a calm mind. It is a well-balanced mind. It's a disciplined mind and a self-controlled mind. So know this, that a renewed mind is a calm mind. A renewed mind is a well-balanced mind. Uh, a renewed mind is a disciplined thought life. An unrenewed mind is not calm. An unrenewed mind is not balanced. An unrenewed mind is undisciplined. And so there's no sense in us experiencing less than a sound mind because God already made that part of our inheritance. So it is up to us to uh, feed uh, our mind on what it needs to stay sound is the thoughts of the Word. Amen. Amen. To take God's thoughts and make them our own. Uh, I want you to grab your Bible, grab your Bible and get a notepad, get pen and paper, follow along with us, write notes down because I'm trusting and believing for you that while we're ministering these truths that you may even, God will even speak to you things that we don't say, things that are a, a specific prescription for your life. He'll help you diagnose things and, uh, 
so you can make note of things that he deals with you about as we go along in the teaching. And I want you to turn to John chapter 14, and we're going to look at verse 27. John chapter 14 and verse 27, this is something that Jesus said to his disciples right before he was leaving the earth. And he said this in John 14, verse 27, peace I leave with you. Now notice this. He's not taking it with him. He's leaving it here. This peace is for the earth. Peace I leave with you. And then he tells us what peace he's referring to. He said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Now notice this. He said, my peace I leave with you. The same peace he he lived in, the same peace that was demonstrated throughout his earthly life and ministry, that's the peace that's ours. He already left it with us. Amen. He made it ours. Now, you remember when you read about the birth of Jesus, one of the things that is recorded is how You'll remember the shepherds were in the field by night at the time Jesus was born and an army of angels, a host of angels uh, were in the sky and they were declaring peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Look at the first word they said in connection with Jesus coming, peace. (laughs) Why? Because that's what the earth needed, peace. That's what man's life needs, peace. And that was the first announcement that was made by heaven's angels at Jesus' entrance into the earth was his entrance spelled peace. Isn't that something that belongs to us? Um, This peace governed Jesus' daily life. It governed his earthly ministry. You'll remember um, that Jesus had those that he would closely fellowship with on occasion. And if you'll remember, Lazarus, Mary, and Martha, they were family. And you'll remember there were testimony about how, or record that how Jesus was at Martha's house. You'll remember this. And uh, so Lazarus, Martha, and Mary were, they were in fellowship with Jesus. And uh, on one occasion, Jesus had traveled to a different city. And while he was over there, Someone sent word to him, and he says, Lazarus, whom thou lovest, is sick. And uh, Jesus answered that report, and he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. Now, don't misunderstand what that wording means, because people will then say, Oh, sickness was for the glory of God. No, what, he, what was going to happen to that sickness was going to be the glory of God. And um, so... Then um, Jesus, it said, he stayed there two more days. Notice this, when he got an urgent report of an emergency that had risen, he wasn't governed by the emergency. He was governed by peace. And he stayed there another two days. And some of his disciples said, well, shouldn't we hurry up and go? He said, he's already dead. He already knew that Lazarus had died. How do he know that? By the Spirit of God. And notice, even at the face of death, it did not push him around. The emergency of an unexpected death did not push him around. He stayed there another two days. <laughs> he just stayed there. 
And uh, why? Because he was being governed by peace. Mm -hmm. He wasn't being met, governed by tragedy. Amen. He wasn't being governed by crisis. Mm -hmm. He wasn't allowing his life and his, his response to be pushed around mm -hmm. by uh, turmoil. Yes. Peace governed him. Well, what do we know about the word? They shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. He allowed peace to lead him, not crisis. Sometimes when you start letting the word take its place and giving the word its place in your life, it brings you, you settle. You become more settled. You become more certain. And things cannot alarm you the same way. But then those around you, whether it's loved ones, relatives, whatever, if they're not renewing their mind, they'll be baffled by how you're settled in the face of crisis. Right. And sometimes they don't like it. <laughs> that you're not reacting and responding like they are in the face of crisis and they'll accuse you of not caring because you didn't get worked up. I'm not saying that crisis doesn't show up. I'm not saying that emergencies of life don't show up. I'm just saying that the word is the anchor all the time in the face of seeming emergencies. Now, you'll remember that when Jesus said to his disciples, let's go to the other side. And they all got in a boat and they traveled to the other side of the lake. While they were en route to the other side, a storm came up. Jesus was asleep in the boat. He had fallen asleep. A storm came up and the boat, the boat began to fill up with water. And you have to remember this, that some of those disciples on that boat were fishermen. Peter was a fisherman. He, 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 was, used to, he was raised on a boat. I mean, that was his place he was acquainted with. And the boat started filling up with water. You know that as fishermen, they did everything they should do in a storm. You bail out the water. You do whatever you have to do to keep that vessel safe and steady. But they realized even doing everything they knew, it looked like they were sinking. It looked like their, because their boat was filling up with water. And uh, Jesus was still asleep. Peter wakes Jesus up and this, listen to the words he used, carest thou not that we perish? <laughs> Notice he accused Jesus of not caring because he wasn't responding like them. Yes. Emergency, crisis. They did not like it that he was not as troubled as they were. But when you not only possess peace, you are peace. <laughs> You're not going to be troubled like everyone else. And uh, he operated and demonstrated the force of peace. Peace is not simply a feeling, it's a force. You understand that? And it's, it's greater than the force of death. It's greater than any other force that can come against it. And so Peter was not pleased that Jesus was not as troubled as them. Mm -hmm. care. And he said, it's because you don't care. If you cared, you would respond in a dramatic way. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's what I mean that as you grow in the word, 
your peace level grows. And those who may be around your life that are not growing in the word, their peace level doesn't grow. And they don't understand when you don't respond like them. But just know this, you know too much to respond like people who don't know. Um, In 2013, my husband went home unexpectedly to be with the Lord in October of 2013. Two years before that, God spoke to me and said, all I want you doing is practicing peace. Notice this. Peace belonged to me, but you have to practice it. Notice those words the Holy Ghost said, practice it. Healing belongs to you, but you have to practice healing. Victory belongs to you, but you have to practice it. You have to put it in place in your life. Why? Because you don't get skillful at anything until you practice it. You can be born with outstanding sports abilities, musical abilities, carpentry abilities, but you still have to practice to become skillful with something that belongs to you. When you have a a talent or grace upon your life like that, it's inborn. It belongs to you. Well, at the new birth, peace belongs to you. It's inborn into the born again spirit, but you still have you still have to practice it to become skillful at it. So the spirit of God said to me, all I want you doing is practicing peace. You say, well, Pastor Nancy, how do you practice peace? What do you mean by practicing peace? Any thought that didn't lead lead me to peace and cause me to arrive at peace, I rejected it. I paid attention to every thought. I paid attention. Mm -hmm. If you don't pay attention to your thought life, your thought life will end up troubled. You have to to pay attention. What is the enemy suggesting? What are you turning over in your thought life? And so Jesus was surrounded by disciples that had heard his teaching. But when the test test came, the storm blew, the waters rose. Um, They hadn't been practicing peace. And I'm so grateful that the Holy Spirit said to me, all I want you doing is practicing peace. Because two years after that, when I heard the report that my husband had gone home to be with the Lord, I already knew the flow of peace and I was in the flow of peace. I was stable. I was anchored in the flow of peace because I had been practicing it before that event happened. Now, I don't know how it affected everyone else, those that are around, but I told my children, I said, we are not obligated to respond like those who don't know what we know. Our response is going to be based on what we know. And when we know the flow of peace, then we're authorized to stay in that flow. And Jesus said, my peace, I leave with you. And Peter and the other disciples did not understand his response in that storm. How could he be so untroubled because peace was a force that was greater than what was threatening them? Amen. So we see that this peace governed Jesus, but he had to practice it. He couldn't lay down peace and expect to be in peace. You have to use your peace. You have, to, you have to give place to that peace. You have to draw on that peace that is yours. It's a fruit of the Spirit. It is in you if you're born again. Yes. But you have, to, you have to draw it out at a time of 
difficulty, but not, don't just wait till a time of difficulty. Draw it out every day. Practice it every day. Learn to be untroubled on the little things, then you'll know how to yield to that peace when big things come. Don't start practicing on the big things. Practice on the little things of life, of daily life. And so Jesus showed that he, he was governed by that peace. He did not let the pace of others, the fear of others, the crisis of others, the troubled mind of others press him into a certain response. The word says you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Follow the peace that leads. Because that's one way you'll know the leading of God for your life. What, what do you have peace about? If you have peace in your spirit about going a particular direction, now you know how God's leading. Yes. You're always safe in following peace. Yes. Always. Because the Holy Spirit only leads through peace. He doesn't lead through fear. He doesn't lead through worry. That when he's leading, there's peace attached to yes. that direction. Now the devil, the, the devil can try to oppose your mind, but I'm talking about peace in your spirit, mm -hmm. peace in your heart. And you can have peace in your heart and the mind try to be troubled. Mm -hmm. Just go ahead and ignore that mind. Just follow the peace yeah. that you have in your yeah. spirit. Yes. But again, in John chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus said, peace I leave with you. So let me ask you, do you have it? Yes, you got it. Mm -hmm. yes. Yes, you got it. My peace I give unto you. Do you have it? Yes, you've got it. Why? Because he said it. You say, well, I don't feel like it. Doesn't matter what you feel. It matters what he gave you. And then he makes this statement. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Now he's telling you how to protect the peace and let the peace dominate you. Don't let your heart be troubled and neither let it be afraid. In other words, what he's saying, don't get into worry. Don't get into fear. Why? Because it'll draw you out of peace. And uh, you have to practice staying in peace. I said you have to practice staying in peace. Let me read to you out of the Amplified Translation of that same verse. And that's John 14, 27, the Amplified Classic Translation. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Listen to this. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Notice trouble cannot get into your heart yes. unless you let it. Yeah. Trouble comes, don't let it in. Yeah. Amen. Just because a test comes doesn't mean you have to get in the test. Yeah. Tests will come, but you don't have to get in it. That, don't let that test in you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Now, see, he would be unjust to tell us to not let our hearts be troubled if we couldn't keep, if we couldn't help that. So evidently we can keep our hearts from being troubled, or he wouldn't have told us that. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Now listen to the next phrase. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. And do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Now that sounds like somebody who has not been 
dominated by peace because he said, stop doing that. So they've been doing that, right? So no matter how long you've been doing the wrong thing, you can do the right thing. Yes. <laughs> no longer, how, how, no matter how long you've been letting fear in, you can kick it out. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. So how do we keep our hearts from being troubled? We renew our minds. Yes. We give the word its place in our thought life mm-hmm. and in our attention. Amen. I don't know about you, but that thrills me. That peace is what he left me and peace is what I'm going to have. It's what I'm going to enjoy every day of my life. Amen. I'm going to be governed by it. Now, Psalms chapter 119. So if you have your Bible, go to Psalms 119 and we're going to look at verse 165. Psalms 119 and verse 165. Let's read what the King James translation says. It says, great peace. Look at that great peace. Great peace. What's that? It's a measure of peace. You can have little peace or you can have great peace. So he's saying the measure of peace will be great. For who? Great peace have they which love thy law or love thy word and nothing shall offend them. Wow. (laughs) That's what peace will do for you. That's what peace will do for you. How do you have great peace? Love his word. Well, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Mm -hmm. So to say we love his word means we do his word. If you don't, If we don't do his word, we're not loving it as we ought. If we're, because Jesus said, if you love me, then love is going to do something. What's it going to do? It's going to keep my commandments. It's going to do what the word says. Amen. Amen. So great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. One definition of the word offend is cause to stumble. So let me read it with that definition in there. Great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall cause them to stumble. Amen. Nothing shall cause them to stumble. Why? Because when you love his word, you think right. And when you think right, nothing can trip you up. It's wrong thinking that trips us up. It's wrong thinking that causes us to stumble. It's wrong thinking that causes us to reason against the things of God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And then we will we'll close out with this today in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 2. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 2. It says this, grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So notice this. He has left us this peace, but this peace can dominate us in a multiplied fashion as we love his word, as we hold to his word and grow in the knowledge of his word so we can grow in peace. Now, every time, now the peace of God is in your spirit. It's law. It's, it's abiding place is not the mind. Right. But the peace that our this the peace of God abides in our spirit, and as we draw it up, it will it will come up and dominate the mind. Mm-hmm. 
You understand that? Yes. You don't go to your mind to find peace. You go to your spirit to find peace. And as you draw on that peace and practice that peace mm -hmm. and yield to that peace, it will dominate the thought life. Amen. 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 And so as you draw on that peace, it'll give you thoughts of peace. And so we know this, that worry comes against the mind. The devil wants to hold you up here in the mental arena. You hold him in the spirit arena. Why? Because that's where peace abides and you draw it up. And no one can draw it up for you. No one can practice peace for you. You have to choose peace. Now remember what it says in the word. It says, God said, I set before you life. I set before you death. Now, he's not the author of death. He exposes the difference. Mm -hmm. But here's what life is. Here's the flow of life. Here's the flow of death. Here's the flow of blessing. Here's the flow of cursing. And then he gives you the answer. Choose yes. life. <laughs> so he shows them and then he gives you the answer. Yeah. Now you know what to choose when the wrong things show up. We could say this. Here's peace. Here's fear. Choose peace. Yes. <laughs> the peace that is yours has to be chosen. Yes. I said it has to be chosen. Yes. And I will say that there may be people today and you say, Pastor Nancy, I want that peace. First of all, you have to have peace in your spirit. That only comes by being born again. Right. When you have peace in your spirit, now you're authorized to live in the flow of peace that will affect the mind. And so I say to you, that if you're not born again, there's peace that belongs to you. Peace with God. <laughs> and that, that force of peace will become your divine inheritance when you belong to Him. You may be watching today and say, Pastor Nancy, I'm not born again. I need that peace in my life. Well, I tell you what, He's made it available to you. So let's cooperate with what He offers us. And so I want you to receive of that peace right now. The word says that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so all that, all that God is waiting for you is for you to call. Because when you call upon the name of that Lord, I tell you that on the name of the Lord, I tell you the life of God, the peace of God, the nature of God comes in you. Amen. So pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, I receive that life that you offer me. I believe that Jesus paid the price for my sin, and I received Jesus as my Savior. I call him my Lord. Therefore, I'm a child of God. God is my Father. Jesus is my Savior, and I'm a child of God. Amen. Hallelujah. We've been teaching out of this book, A Sound Discipline Mind. We want to get it into your hands. If you would just uh, go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org, you can order it and we'll get it right out to you. And uh, if you have a prayer request, let us know. Contact us. We'd love to pray with you. And we want to, we want to remind you that Jesus is the healer. And I tell you what, not only is he the healer, he's the peace giver. Yes. Amen. Yes. And your mind can be free and whole in Jesus' name. Remember, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Please join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Fredonia, New York at Family Church Fredonia, August 14th through the 18th. Come expecting your miracle.
For more information, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Please join us for our annual ladies' conference at Wood Harvest Church in Marietta, California, October 4th through the 6th. Everyone is welcome to attend. For more information, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.